Welcome to The Daily Influence, where our mission is to deliver a daily dose of positive influence that can uplift you personally or be shared within your sphere of influence. While not every episode may directly apply to your unique circumstances, we strive to provide insights and inspiration relevant to most people's daily, weekly, and monthly lives. Whether you are tuning in during the morning, noon, or night, The Daily Influence is here for you. Listen, share, and embrace the power of influence in your life. Hey everybody, Brian Smith here with the I Am Team Series and the Daily Influence. And we are going to be picking up with our discussion on bias. And specifically, uh, today we are going to dive into the identification process of bias and uh, what that uh, means to slow down, look at ourselves, and identify the biases that we have. And we all have them, uh, as we've talked about. They are a protection mechanism for us as humans to protect us against things that can hurt us or challenge us or or uh, bring negativity to us. Um, it's almost, almost impossible to identify our unconscious and uh, subconscious biases without a little help. Subconscious is a little easier because we can challenge ourselves to why am I biased to whatever it is that you find yourself biased to. Uh, Unconscious bias is going to take digging and usually a third party, somebody that offers some guidance, some challenge that we're open to in a a positive uh, discussion to engaging with and learning about. Um, we can go unconscious bias can go our entire life without us even realizing we have them um we just live our life and we accept as truth that which we are biased towards um and it could be simple things like i'm biased to uh, only certain types of foods or certain types of uh, uh friends or certain types of people that we want to hang around with and we just might build our social circles. We might build our work environments. We might build our environments and our areas of influence off those biases and just take them for granted, that comfortable focus that we've talked about. Um, also, just because someone challenges you to confront uh, what they have identified as potentially being a bias doesn't actually mean it's a bias. Um, You might not really be biased about it. Um, It might be a one-off. And it takes a little bit of understanding to go through that. So, I mean, if, if you are in a room of people and you are turned off by a particular person and someone says, oh, you are biased against uh, women or you are biased against uh, uh, homosexuals or you're a bias against uh, doctors or lawyers or, or whatever that might be. You might not necessarily have a bias. You might just have a dislike for that single person in that single moment in that particular area of influence that is happening at that time. You might find yourself defending yourself against biases that aren't actually there. And that's an important distinction because 
too many times nowadays we are generalizing uh, because of technology, because of, of where we're at with communication in the world, uh, the way the media is, the way we are as humans. We find ourselves defending uh, our positions that are being labeled as biases. And it, it challenges us because now we're becoming gun shy about saying, well, I don't like that particular person. My dislike of that particular person isn't really a bias except for the way that that person acts. I'm biased against uh, negative behavior, uh, negative communication, whatever that means. Maybe it's pessimism. Uh, maybe it's the way that they communicate or how much they communicate or how little they communicate. There are so many different things. My point here is, is that not all issues, not all dislikes of situations, of areas of influence, are necessarily biased either. And it's okay to challenge that. It's okay to have a discussion about that to make sure that maybe you don't have a sub or unconscious bias that is underlying and helping you to react the way you are in those situations. Uh, our minds will work to protect ourselves in these instances. Um, and the feelings that we get when this happens can swing wildly. Um, we can feel threatened. We can uh, feel guilty about uh, these challenges that we have. It is very uncomfortable if you are sitting or in a room with somebody and somebody is acting contrary to how we like. Um, they're loud and obnoxious. Um, they're really quiet or... Uh, whatever it is the case. Maybe you just don't like the way they dress. And they also happen to be a part of a social group that is currently being elevated through uh, uh, diversity and equity and all the other discussions that go on that oftentimes bring bias to the top, or at least a biased discussion to the top. When we're challenged because we don't like somebody because of behavior, not because of those other uh, distinctions, we can get angry, we can feel guilty, we can feel embarrassed. Oftentimes we find that people will abandon some of their values because they're too afraid of those challenges, they're too afraid of the confrontation. And be weary of that. If we actively seek confirmation or information about why we feel this way about a particular situation, a particular area of influence, and understand that there is or is not an underlying sub-unconscious bias, or maybe we even have an or a conscious bias, but understanding that and bringing it to the top and owning it, living with it, talking through it, but don't let it, let it uh, overwhelm you. Um, uncovering and uprooting bias, however, will become an active decision. I challenge everybody should try to do this. Um, identify any biases you have. Find a way to uh, determine if they're creating any negative influence in your life. If they are creating negative influence in your life, work to understand them better, to turn that into some kind of positive, a learning opportunity. Self-discovery, understanding any biases that we have should always be done with an opportunity or with a mindset of positivity. 
having the best positive influence we can in these situations where today we find ourselves more. We're surrounded by opportunity to be uncomfortable. We're surrounded by opportunities to be challenged by negativity and by bias and by other people's biases. And what we do in those situations and those areas of influence is really important. So identifying our feelings and how we want to react to bias is really important. And the more we un understand it and bring it into our conscious self, the better opportunity that we have. Mary writes about learning about her challenge bias, which is generational age bias, and how she didn't believe it at first until a professor in school brought to her attention that, well, Mary, you're biased against older people. You don't think that they have the same values as you. You think because they come from a different generation that they don't understand some of the things that your generation is bringing up, which included um, uh, being compassionate and giving. But being compassionate and giving isn't a generational issue. It's a human issue. There are compassionate, giving, empathetic people from every generation. And I think Mary just chose uh, in her writing to put a line between them and she chose the line to be age and it became a bias. And it took a professor to point that out and it took thoughtful, timely, over time, thoughtful contemplation of that bias before she overcame it and became more objective about it and stopped allowing that bias to get in the way of how she dealt with different generations in her areas of influence and made it a more positive experience. Uh, learning about bias is hard. It's scary. Um, I don't think it'd ever be comfortable to look in the mirror and say, I'm biased about something. I have my own biases that I've had to deal with from experiences that I have. They go back to some of even some unconscious ones that have become conscious about socioeconomic issues, the way I was raised that we talk about in the book, to uh, cultural issues between different nationalities and the way that we were treated uh, by those nationalities. Uh, racism, is, racism has never been an issue for me. I've never really had a bias issue with different cultures or different races in my life because I never really, until I was in high school, had any bad experiences with any different types of people. But when I did, I almost developed a bias towards uh, a certain nationality. And it didn't last very long. It was brought to my attention because I went in the military and that helped bubble it to the top faster because I was surrounded by so many different people. But it took a little bit of thoughtfulness and a little bit of help from third parties, which is how we started this discussion today, to get there. The takeaways are that identifying your bias will be difficult. Um, but use a third party if you can. Be objective. Don't be judgmental. Do it slowly. Take time. Look for opportunities to identify those biases. And if they are causing negativity, ask yourself how you can turn it into positivity. Um, tomorrow, we're going to talk about reactions to bias and how biases influence us and the reactions we get from them. I hope you have a great day and we'll talk to you again tomorrow.